0: Hello and welcome back. This is the second part of our Black Mirror Season 4 rant slash loving, if you will. Yeah. Um, Again, we are joined by Emma. Good afternoon. Luce. Hello. And Lenny. All right, guys. Obviously, uh, if you've not seen episodes 4 to 6, there needs to be a SPOILER WARNING! Thanks. Um so yeah let's just crack on. So Episode 4 Hang the DJ. Hang the DJ, hang the DJ, hang the DJ. Hang the DJ,
1: hang the DJ, hang the DJ. Hang the DJ.
0: Amy and Frank are two of many people in a walled-off system that are instructed by a digital companion, Coach, into romantic relationships with others. Coach dictates how long partners can spend together, collects their data, and helps them find their ultimate compatible other. Emma, start us off. Thoughts of Hang the DJ?
2: I have to say, this is my favourite episode of season four. Um... And largely that's because it is a beautifully technologically uh, derived version of how fucking depressing dating is. Um, yeah. depressing,
0: it, dating, depressing, depressing dating. Depressing dating.
2: Depressing dating. Again, yeah, it goes on
0: and on. Depressing. Like depressing and
1: dating. And
2: <laughs> depressing dating. Dating, dating, <laughs> That might actually be the soundtrack to my life. Um, oh, to, no, her life to her life. To her life. To it goes on and on. But I I did think it was incredibly well done in that actually what it highlighted was the farce of dating for the sake of dating, which is incredibly dull and I don't bother with it because I'm lonely and bored. Um, But no, I I actually, I think that it it really did bring to life... Did? Did. It really did uh, bring to life... uh, how tedious online dating is and Mm. how you go through the motions of being in a relationship with someone whether it be for 12 hours or five years or nine months or however long it is for the sake of kind of racking up dating points Mm. in your own mind to go well I can I can stick to this relationship and it might work and they might be the one and and actually I thought it was really um, beautifully done and I loved the relationship between Frank and Amy I thought they were both of them played it fantastically but it was so real and I really, really enjoyed this episode. Yeah.
0: Cool. Luz?
2: I really like this episode. Cool. Um, All right, Len? Well, <laughs> um, Jonas
1: Shelby. I mean, my, me and my Peaky Ugh. Blinder fans out there. John! John Boy Shelby. Yeah. Without the haircut, hasn't got the same effect. You reckon? He doesn't look as good looking. I really liked the acting. I thought it was really good. And the whole, like, what Emma said... The fucking banality of having to date and it's like you're going to be with this person for a year. But it's like I hate them but arbitrary. we're going to do it and I'm going to learn something. And it is arbitrary. It feels like I, I loved it and I was watching it with my mum and we were both as much as there's quite a bit of sex in it it's not Explicit. It's not like over the top.
2: It's quite a lot. But but
1: for me, I felt like I wasn't like this is unnecessary. I felt no, you know, there's a little bit of sex in each bit, which is funny, isn't it? The ending for me, I felt like these these people, yeah, these (laughs) Joe and
0: Amy, Amy, Frank Frank and Amy, Amy. Joe, Joe
1: Cole is the actor. Frank and Amy, they found themselves together again, and they broke free. Of the constraints of the system, which is what the uh, program is called. And they found their way to the outside and they, they didn't want to settle for what the fucking little app was telling them. And I found that so romantic. And then you get into the real world and they get together because an app told them. And I thought it undercut mm-hmm. everything that the program, the whole Win. show was about. Win. And it was quite disappointing.
3: I completely agree with you about the ending, Lucy, and I think that's a very good uh, point to make. Finally. Um, we agree. We all agree. <laughs> and I also actually really love this episode. I think this is a San Junipero light in terms of its yes. actual themes and what it's trying to portray and the way it does it. However, it does it very elegantly and very sophisticated. The The, the relationship between Frank and Amy is brilliantly acted between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Really, really, really well, well acted. Yeah, the acting yeah. is really like I, I really like good. uh I really like uh, Amy. I think she's I think she was <laughs> yeah, great. You do, I yeah. think she was great. The setting was cool, I like the constraint of it, I like the fact that they had to rebel against the system, like Lucy said, but at the same time, like this is going back to the cookie thing that we're talking about in episode one again um that this app is you know imagine tinder or another app bumble whatever you like to use i don't know i don't know people i think
2: now we have new ones
3: new ones well i don't even know what they are Which I I don't do you know I'm,
2: singles. I'm out
3: of the i'm out of the loop but but imagine a dating app getting to the point where it could take your personality shrink it down simulate it a thousand times and find an ideal match in a room now we're probably not too far away from that. I know that sounds mm. crazy to say. No, such I a agree. Thing. Now I know it sounds that sounds a bit crazy, but going back to this idea, it's crazy could, the, the whole the whole episode centers around these two people believing that they are <clears throat> real people with real beliefs and love an emotion that we consider extremely complicated and is always portrayed in films and books and television as such a complicated emotion. But then to just be literally. And this is sort of about dating as well. It's like an analogy of dating, like one in a thousand, you know, or one in two thousand in their case. You know, there's a thousand simulations and 998 times of that simulation, they rebelled rebelled and they're just getting absorbed into that. They're not real. These, the, the people we've been following for the last hour on this romantic journey where we believe in them and we care about them so much. They're not real people. Sort of so it's romantic. Sad. No, yeah. it's sad. It's tragic. It's inherently tragic. So well, as It might much be th-
2: tragic to all of you who are coupled up, For for those of us who aren't, actually, it's quite a nice reassurance that perhaps sometime in the future, the apps that connect you with people on the internet might genuinely whack like a cookie version <laughs> of your consciousness into a like, six-year simulation to find the person who actually fits yes. with you, and then mm. you wake up, look across the bar, and go, "Yet yeah, no love at first sight. Mm. And that in itself is reassuring,
3: once again, going back to this fact of uh, taking away individuality, which yeah. is, which is I think very important in this season uh, and very important in Charlie Brooker's sort of mindset of how he's been talking about Black Mirror, and it literally these people we're believed <clears throat> are special, like their love is special, but we find out their love isn't that special because it's just doesn't part exist. Of, It doesn't exist. It's not real.
2: So I think that actually uh, what it, what it shows is the potential for their love is special, um, but but it proves the point that if you are um, if you're put into a simulation and you're put with people who you don't click with it just becomes fucking tedious and awful and that's a horrible horrible experience and it makes you unspecial so when you find the thing that is special i.e amy and frank it really stands out and i think that actually negates your point in a way i mean i
3: just i just feel sorry for the individuals involved in our story our, our main protagonists that get assimilated into basically coding at the end of the well, situation. And fair, that's that's the sadness that I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about the the fact that they just... It's not real. And everything we just watched was a stepping stone towards the real people finding themselves, which inherently is good. A very good thing, like you said, about single people.
1: My point is kind of similar to the USS Callister episode in that...
0: You did like the spaceships and stuff. I
1: just don't like space. <laughs> no. Fuck oh, off. You... It, you've got these simulations, and in USS Calista, as we've discussed, I believe that they have souls, etc. But I think with dating, <clears> we've, <throat> we, I'm sure most of us here have done online dating. No, I mean, I, 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 I pre-date Tinder, but I did it for my friend literally you've even the other dated night. Tinder, Jesus. No, you've my, my Tinder. point is, <laughs> a, comu- a computer, a computer can have all of your data and can match you with the perfect person, but they cannot they cannot account for human chemistry and in the simulation prior to us knowing it's a simulation in hang the dj you think they've got really good chemistry mm. they don't want to have sex but that's almost a good thing because there's it a, it there's a level of respect there it's definitely a good and thing. then you see them in this pub with hang the dj playing and hang the dj is kind of has connotations of fight the power almost it's like you fought the yeah, power absolutely. to get yeah, here yeah. but now it's you are listening to an app And that was for me was slightly disappointing. I loved the episode because it did. It was heartwarming, and the acting was good, and it tapped into something very real regarding dating. And like what you were saying, like dating for the sake of it, the arbitrary nature of it—you need to find the one. So, So go through all this shit to find the one. However, I just felt a bit like it. It took away the whole humanity of chemistry because you could go I like this I like this I like that and you meet someone you're like for some reason I just fucking really like you and
2: actually if you have nothing in common then you click and it just works yeah
0: so I guess um all the obstacles that are put in their way uh I suspected for the most part that it it was done on purpose by the coach anyway it's funny because I did not
2: but I think I was in a mode yeah but like if if you're watching Black
0: Mirror and technology is so much better than we are you just suspect that that is always going to be the case anyway. Um, the, the tears yeah. of a lonely woman. Um, it is, it's true. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess if um, on paper, I should hate this episode, really. Um, I, I loved it. Um, uh, probably more for, for the actors. I think um, yeah. someone mentioned uh, chemistry. I mean, yeah, I mean, they look good on screen together. They look like they're having a laugh. Yes. Um Especially
2: that that's massively they, important. Where they re meet um when she's with somebody else and he's with that fucking awful woman. Oh my
3: oh. god. Can we just discuss how terrible a situation that <laughs> is? Oh if god. you've got to live with her for a fucking year. I mean, I want I, I I've, have killed I, myself. I've watched it all twice now and the second time around is like no, just, I'd fucking just kill myself. Yeah, I'd end it. Yep. I'd end it. I'd, I'd end myself. it. i myself,
1: I definitely would. But uh, you think that it's going to get you closer to what you need to be, and that is such a good yeah, comment said, on like, dating. You're like, I'll yes. just stay with them because it'll make me happy in the end. And they know that I'm not meant to be this person. I've got a year, but it will like, get me where I need to go.
2: You're putting yourself through hell. The worst part for me of this entire episode was... <laughs> yes. That... Started to annoy me. That's hilarious. That started oh, yeah. to annoy me before she even got annoyed about it. And that—that that is just the sum of on paper you seem perfect, but fuck me, I want to stab you like in the gut and the eye. And you make satisfaction so noises
1: after you finish licking me out. Like, that is a problem. That, that was hideous. Licking me out. That's staying in. <laughs> that oh, is staying wow. in. Not the
0: tongue, I mean, the sediments. The oh, that um, is staying in. That is mental. When they're it's still, shared, just hashtag do so Black it, Mirror, hashtag podcast, hashtag licking, licking, me, licking out. me
1: out. Have Jesus. you ever heard of licking me out? What this is but brilliant? Female <laughs> pleasure
2: is such a taboo for some people.
0: Anyway, so uh,
2: <laughs> so it is actually a very interesting kind of foresighted opinion. On, you know, the claims <clears throat> that dating apps and dating websites make about being able to, like, uh, match you with an algorithm to someone who is perfectly made for you. So Match.com claim this. They have a 99 point... I think a 99.8% match rate or something ridiculous. But they talk about matching you, you know, all of these things, except for physical chemistry. Mm. So I think yes. it's actually a really You can't account for it. Yeah, you can't account for that. And I, I mean, you know, I think it's an interesting way of saying... <clears throat> Eventually, there might be a way to actually match you on all of the elements, not just what's on paper
0: right so m how many blueberries five blueberries loose four really good <laughs> well you don't have to add the really good um I'm gonna give it four four blueberries
1: oh yeah five fantastic
0: blueberries. blueberries.
2: Don't
3: say this? Don't say fantastic. you it five, I'm bad. giving it a five. I actually really loved sure. it. I really
2: liked it. Not, really not liked just
0: five it. blueberries, but five fantastic blueberries. Fantastic blueberries. All right, so let's just crack on. Uh, episode five, Metalhead. <laughs> Bella, Tony and Clark or on a mission to fulfil a promise they made to Bella's sister. While Clark tries to hijack a van, Bella and Tony break into a warehouse to find an object that is supposed to ease the pain of a dying human named Jack. It's worth pointing out that at this point it's some sort of apocalyptic wasteland. They find that the box that they're looking for uh, is behind a four-legged robotic guard known as a dog. The dog emits a small shell that explodes midair, and blah, 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 blah. But basically, the whole episode is this dog chasing uh, Bella. Len. Yes, mate. Metalhead. Dogs. Loved it. Black and white. Loved it. Bella, talk to me. Love,
3: love, love, love it. Um,
0: <laughs>
3: I, my favourite sort of um, science, science fiction, probably my favourite sort of thing. I, I, I'm a big fan of, like, zombie apocalypse sort of stuff, but second to that niche. I love uh, very niche. <laughs> I love post apocalyptic worlds in which you don't fully understand what has happened why it's happened and how people are there but they're just living in this horrendous situation yeah um <clears throat> one of my favorite examples of this is the road by Cormac McCarthy um brilliantly a brilliant film and a brilliant book um yeah. um the the film with Viggo Mortensen and his and his son traveling through the wasteland you don't understand what has happened to the world they're living in. Yeah. Um, But they are all living in this horrendous situation with no hope. Like, it seems like there's no hope. That is a depressing film. And that is a depressing film. And and I'm not saying I like depressing things. I do sometimes like depressing things. But this situation, (laughs) they find themselves in what we understand to be a post-apocalyptic world, which has been overtaken, as far as we can see, by these robotic dog creatures, Brilliantly CGI'd with the budget from Netflix now um, and brilliantly realised. The decision to do it in black and white is inspired. Um, I think it's a great, uh, great decision. And maybe it's because dogs can only see in black and white. What do you think about that?
0: Um, I just think the dog would just look better in black and white. It probably easy
3: probably easier to CG mm-hmm. in terms of colour and reflection. Yeah, I just think it
0: would look a bit shit running around in colour, to be honest. Uh, but uh yeah, potentially. Why I, not? I just I it's just quite, it's quite clever, isn't it? I
3: just think that I just think that the idea of this episode is is obviously they're in, the survivors are in this very fraught situation. Obviously these dogs and we get a sense of it towards the end of the episode have essentially taken over the UK. Maybe we don't know anything else about the situation of the world, but yeah. And it's just cool That this It's a survival story It's a survival horror You know This is this is pure survival horror Be it yep. in a game form Or a TV show form Yep And I love that I absolutely love it Maxine Peake It's Maxine Peake isn't it Yeah She's excellent in it <clears throat> Um, and she, shameless. She, yeah, very. She's brilliant, and she really portrays <laughs> no,
0: literally in the episode from the show. Yeah, shameless yeah, from the show. No, I know, I know. No. Yeah. just her
3: interactions with this robotic dog, even when she's in the tree and that sort of stuff, is hilarious. Yep. That, it gives it a little bit of levity in a very dark time. The use of music, cinematography, great. Love the episode.
2: I am um, so I've mixed feelings about Messelhead, and most of me just fucking hates it.
0: Well, that's not ah. very mixed, is it? No, that's not but mixed. There are,
2: there are parts of it that I really fucking love. So, um, the part of her in the tree and the bit with her in the house are fantastic. The rest of it, I just got really bored with. Hmm. And and like cinematographically, is that a word? No. Uh,
0: probably like the cinematography. Cinematography,
2: cinematography um, is is beautiful. Actually, I really yes. enjoyed it. But I found the majority of it really quite dull, apart from like key moments. I did just find it a bit too overdone. Like it's a theme that's been overdone and. It's not like we haven't seen it before.
3: I can't think of when have we seen it before. I, and I'm a post-apocalyptic oh, no. lover so, of shows. I can't think of a show where are, robots, right? robotic dogs, have taken no, over. the... But if you think of uh, the
2: concepts in there, robots taking over the world, something taking over the world, it's like a, not, a cross between a post-apocalyptic kind of dystopian fiction, so Walking Dead or a you know fucking yeah. One of I mean, I mean yeah, and the War of the Worlds. It's very H. G. Wellsian.
0: I mean, look, metropol- Metropolis, uh, yeah, which is like. Uh, probably like 1930s. The, uh, well, yeah, and, and probably like the first like sci-fi film. I guess is exactly that. I mean, look, I mean it's black and white because I mean it's an old film. But black um, and
2: white was one of the <coughs> things I liked the most. Yeah, the theme I didn't enjoy and uh, yeah, it. Yeah, thematically, it's uh, it, it's
0: it's definitely it definitely pulls on old films, and it's not, yeah. it's not uh, thematically... It's not it's revolutionary. Not the, yeah, it's not new. I, and but, I think,
2: actually, my problem with it was that it didn't <clears throat> feel Black Mirian because... That's a really good a new adjective. So it didn't feel Black Mirian uh, because it was a theme that has been repeated over and over and over for a hundred years, essentially, mm. in uh, fiction and in film and in television, and um, I felt like it was a little bit too old school to be scary. And the thing about Black Mirror is it scares me, like, intellectually. Mm. And this didn't. This episode, for me, scared me
1: so much. Yeah, really? this is survival I was, <clears throat> I was watching it with my mum, and she couldn't fucking watch it. And she was had her hands over her eyes, had a cushion, making all these ridiculous... Over the top, scared noises. It was so frightening because they will not give up. And again, I've mentioned Terminator, and yes. I gonna do it again. Yes. it's the fear of the robotic. They've taken over. They won't stop. They have no humanity. There's no reasoning.
3: There's no. There's reasoning. no
1: reasoning. You can't stop them. And her, the intelligence, when she was up the tree and she was putting Werther's originals, which I assume they were, onto this dog, like demo dog. It reminded me of, of Stranger Things in, say, in a way of up. these. Yeah, yeah. These um spies almost they're coming they know where you are they're putting shrapnel in your face Mm. so they can track you can you think of anything more horrific horrendous it was one of the best episodes of the the series i thought it was unbelievable maxine peak is an amazing actress the other black mirrors are all about the the intricacies of um, technology so social media and your phone and this and that this is just robots have taken over Mm. and they have these disgusting spies i was so scared and i read about it and i can't remember the name of the thing but the that like the boston project robot i yeah, don't know if yeah, you've yeah. seen it with the disgusting legs and it just marches it can't but fall then over. i've also seen i think it was on twitter a video a compile of of people treating robots horribly like Theres in Japan it's always in Japan and there's a robot that can carry a box and people are coming up and bashing the box out of its hand It has, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, it has to struggle that, to yeah. get it or kicking a robot dog and there's a part of me as much as I'm so afraid of artificial uh, intelligence and technology if you mistreat it even if you don't think it's real and you don't think it has a soul you're mistreating it like how can you do that to, how can you do that to something well, it's not really relevant to this but it's, it's not- just it's just that that thought of like where could artificial and technology lead, and it's not oh social media what could my phone do? It's just they have bred robots that have guns for feet and they they won't give up and they are so, gun. yeah foot gun they ha- they are solar they're solar powered mm-hmm. which thank God that they are yeah but. And the ending was so grim, but I, I genuinely thought this was amazing. And it wasn't very Black Mirror... What, what was the good phrase you... Mirian.
3: Mirian? Black Mirian. Black it wasn't Mirian. very Black
1: Mirian. I didn't care. I yeah. thought it was a very important, special episode of its own. I thought it was great. And it frightened me no end.
0: I think on paper, it, like if I'd not seen the episode and someone had said, so basically it's a dystopian kind of future where you've just got someone just in this like... Barren wasteland, struggling yeah. to survive. I think I'd be like, oh, I cannot wait to see this episode. Yeah, because that is like everything that like, I I love zombie films. I love any film where it's like absolute uh, catastrophic yes. ending of government. And, yeah, uh, which uh, is interesting. Yeah, it's as really we know it, I, I love all that. I'm not massive. I, I'm not a massive fan of this episode. Uh, I think it's all right. I think it's uh, well. Obviously, I'll get onto my rating later blueberries um but i don't know There's there's something missing i i I can't really pinpoint it uh to be honest um maybe it's that frustration that you literally don't know what is going on
3: i love that that's for me the mystery i thrive off that in this post-apocalyptic world because Mm. it enables us to sort of think how are they there? Were they created and then they went rogue? Or were they yeah. created and it became sentient? Or is this global? Is it country specific? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, how are they surviving? What tactics do they use? So many interesting Gone situations. In a, but do you also think
1: on the same level, you think the people in the, in this time don't know what's happened either. Really, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you don't yeah. have anything. There's no fucking social media. There's no phones. There's no yes. TV. What has happened? Why are we all living like this? No one really knows for sure, and I think that is so important because as much as I love a backstory, you're plunged into this terrible dystopian guess, future, yeah, sometimes. and you don't know what's happened, and neither do they. No so, one really sometimes knows. Sometimes
3: it's good to be where the character is, and the character, yeah, all we know about the character so far is I know there's these dogs stay away from them, they know they they, they put trackers in their are skin. They're scary. And they know how to potentially kill them. But the problem with England, and this is the great thing about setting Black Mirror in England, if this was in America, like like The Walking Dead is, there's fucking guns up the yin yang and you just shoot everything to shit. Mm. But here in England or I in Scotland like you haven't got that rare, option. Yeah, you haven't got an option of guns. So literally Actually, like yeah. when you when you come into contact with one of these dogs in America, you'd probably have, you'd fucking have an M4 uh, M four machine gun or something stupid mm. or a rocket launcher just laid out back in the shed. But yeah, and that
1: would be realistic. That
3: is actually genuinely yeah. realistic, but here it's not possible.
2: So um, I think the I, I actually, as much as I will slag off Metalhead, there is um, that dystopian terror that you first come into in the first 15 minutes because it's actually a really short episode. It's mm. only maybe 40 it's minutes, minutes. long. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that Perfect. the first 15 to 20 minutes of it are quite terrifying because don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and there were some really great parts of it. And I, and I liked the way it was shot. I re- Maxine Peake was fantastic. Mm. I just felt like it's been overdone. And I thought that a lot of it was quite cliched. But one of the interesting things I literally just Googled is that the score is the same score as Kubrick's um, The Shining score. But it wouldn't surprise me because mm. it's But horrific. it is literally, it is the mm. repeat of The Shining score. Yeah. Which is quite interesting, and, and it, like technically, I should love this because it's post-apocalyptic. There's lots of people die. It's a bit of like fucking terrifying technology, but I just it was something that just didn't click. I did that yeah. over the house halfway through the episode. Like I yeah, watched it I but it and it kind of. I'm 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 kind of sad. I didn't love it as much as I could have done. Mm.
1: I read an article about this episode saying it's basically a meditation on drone warfare. You're sending these dogs to do whatever, to kill stragglers. And there is a lot of that now. Like Everyone, I'm not trying to get political, but we all love Obama. But he really did like heighten the use of drones in warfare. And when you don't have someone on the ground to make a decision, a human that can look at things in a human way, it can lead to these terrible atrocities
3: <clears throat> so i think Luce, i think lose your point about drone warfare is, is is bang on because essentially these are drones and they are created and that's the interesting thing about the episode is is why were they created did we did, did we create them to kill a certain type of person or did we create them to target certain individuals they've p- produced ai and gone rogue that's very possible. and that's definitely fac- have That's a fascinating thing about the episode. That is the fascinating thing about the episode. And that's why I like it, just because you're plopped into a situation with the characters who are also, you know, at the end of the day as well, trying to just get a teddy bear for a dying kid.
1: Hope is worth more than anything. And if you can get hope for someone, a child yes. that's dying, yes. you will risk everything for hope in these desperate times. Indeed.
0: Anyway, um, so uh, to pick up on a couple of things there, um, I think uh so in season 3 uh there is an episode called men against fire um and that explores <laughs> bad episode i don't
3: think it's very good but yeah no
0: um and i uh, right so i prefer this episode over that having said that i think that explores um a, a technology and its uh, its effect on warfare yes far better than uh, than this does well we don't know um, what this is well yeah so that's my second point so uh there's a lot of points about drone warfare and blah 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 um i, I guess we don't know anything uh, about yeah. why why these dogs are, are here um, and i guess the, the most interesting part of this episode is uh, is the uh, the discourse or or kind of the the analysis that this episode brings up from uh, from individuals in this podcast um, because we literally know nothing about yes. what has happened and that's why it's great it's so good Having said that, I would agree. I would be absolutely bought into that if it was episode one of five episodes. But it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's, well, no, you're never going to know and it doesn't matter. Well, it sort of does. Yeah. So it, like, to me as a viewer, it does. Like, the mm. context of it does matter. And I guess that like, the context of how they've come about um, would absolutely, I guess, turn whether or not this is a. Um, A a, a two Blueberry or a four Blueberry. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So, so interestingly on that, John, I I, I mean, you've seen The Road, obviously, and you've uh, I don't know if you've read the book or seen the film but 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 it's obviously you never know why the world is how it is yeah. however these characters are just living out in these situations and you join a father and son just travelling through this wilderness this bleak wilderness which is dying and the human race <clears throat> is dying very yeah. slowly it's yeah. painful yeah. but that hope is still there that we're going to survive and the kid says you know keep the fire alive spoiler alert Warning for uh, The Road. Spoiler warning! But, um, this is very similar to me. And it's why I love The Road is because it never needs to explain to you these situations. Yep. But I love... Uh, like you just said, as a potentially a negative for you in terms of the scoring. I love the fact that it produces such good debates, even though it's never going to be explained, ever. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that it's... Lucy's got a vision on drone warfare. I've got a vision on how the post-apocalyptic world AI has formed. Emma says it's, you know... A cliche, and you say, you know, you need definitive answers. And I love the way that <laughs> the episode creates that debate. Yeah, from a forty-minute piece of television that is also horrific, and we all agree is a good piece of television.
2: And actually, in hindsight, that something in forty minutes can do that. Yes, It's quite powerful. Amazing. And look at I how we. Also, that's changing my opinion on the rating.
0: Yeah. So but yeah, do- I mean, look, bearing in mind that uh, this has a lot of hallmarks of certainly in the way in which society has collapsed to. Uh, a zombie yes. movie. Um, uh, bearing in mind that you, you know, Dawn of the Dead is, is basically a fucking comment on American, like capitalism. Mm, yes. Consumerism. Uh, yeah. Consumerism. Absolutely. hundred um, percent. Like, I, I don't, I don't get anything from this episode on that level. Mm. Um, I think I might do if, uh, I'm not saying I ha- I have to know why there are fucking dogs. Um, but I guess, uh, Maybe there's a spin on. I mean, why the fuck are they called dogs? Well, is it like, it's, it's they're like legged, I they guess, look like and... dogs? Well, yeah, but well, but maybe it's a comment on the the fact that you know, with mankind, a, a, a dog is a man's best friend. Where is it? Yeah, it makes this, it more horrific, doesn't yeah. it? That yeah. It's like it's you it's love like, 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 a well, dog. No, actually, this is the fucking. This is the end of mankind. Or like, yeah.
2: it's dog eat dog.
0: <clears throat>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah, a lot of Not knowing, I think, when everything goes to shit for us no one will know the reason why
3: well obviously like this podcast the average, I imagine yeah the, the yes. podcast will sit around and talk about it while the world falls apart but yeah you know. I think yeah. when
1: when everything does go we'll bad because of Trump or because of whatever I don't think you know when it really <laughs> happens I genuinely think when it when it comes to mankind again on a, a global scale no one will know and this this episode showed that of just you don't know we don't know why they don't know why you just have to survive
0: so um Blueberry scale, not kumquats. Blueberry scale, Emma.
2: I've changed my blueberries from two to three out of five from this conversation. It's a
0: low blueberry man. Three out of five, cool.
1: Five out of five. Five out of five? What? I I had no problems with this, pro- this episode. It was a standalone and it was what it was and within the universe that it was set in, Honestly, I thought it was... Uh, it's a five yeah. out of five for me. It worked so well. I can't give you any any thoughts with it.
0: Fair enough. Um, Len? This is my third
3: five out of five of the season. <clears throat> um, this, uh, Hang the DJ and USS Callister are excellent episodes of television. For what this does in 40 minutes is exemplary. And yeah. anyone who makes a piece of t- you know, a short story, be it 40 minutes or shorter and to be able to get across what they did with such a short, like small cast and everything is amazing. Mm. Um, so I'm giving it a five out of five. This is why I think this is the best season of Black Mirror.
0: Fair enough. Um, three out of five for me. Um, I think that, uh, did I enjoy the episode? Yeah. Do I want to see more? Uh, no, to really? be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, look, I don't want to have a go at the actress. Um, I love doing Shameless, but I don't know if I'm sold. What are you laughing at?
1: She's an amazing actress. I don't know if
0: I'm sold on her as, as a lead in this, to be honest. Yeah, is what it is. Anyway, so we come to the last of uh, of the episodes of, uh, of this season. Um, this episode being Black Museum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. So just nicking this off of Wikipedia do expect magic. So this episode is presented as a series of three stories told by Rolo Haynes, proprietor... <laughs> you know, proprietor? This fucking word. Owner of the remote black <laughs> museum to his solitary visitor, Nish, all involving various exhibits related to cutting-edge technological connections... <laughs> and transfers with the human brain that Rolo had developed in his career. So, uh, Rolo. I mean, I, I don't remember his name, being Rolo. Yeah, Rolo Haynes. Bizarre. But um, Len, why don't you lead us off on uh, on Black Museum? Okay.
3: So this episode, it, I think, although it contains a fuck ton of Easter eggs, and finally confirms the suspicions of lots of viewers of Black Mirror that it has. This is all a shared universe, like everything, not everything, but a lot of things that happened have happened in these previous episodes live in the same world. They're not like different universes. It's all shared. Um, The thing that's great about this episode is it feels like the least Black Mirror episode (coughs) I've ever watched. Um, Do you reckon? Mainly because and it's more kitsch. It's more sort of adhering to what the shows that I mentioned at the start of the first podcast that it sort of adheres to be more like... A Twilight Zone movie, which if you ever seen the Twilight Zone movies, they're quite hilarious. Like the yeah, stories yeah. have a little more comedy elements to them, and the way they're portrayed. Same as like uh, even Tales from the Crypt movies, where they have like three stories in one episode, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what I kind of see this as. I see this as like the loggerhead of like Black Mirror, where they've sort of gone, and it's not necessarily longer than the other Black Mirror. I think it's just over an hour. Yeah. yeah but yeah. because they tell like three stories within um within an episode and it culminates in this grim ending which is very similar to like the Twilight Zone movies (coughs) and the Tale of the Crypt movies um I think to me it feels like that's where they're really trying to hit they're trying to say look we are these things you know this is an anthology series and we are trying to tell these really short stories um I really enjoyed it Mm. um I didn't love it I didn't I didn't love it I didn't but I really enjoyed it I think it's s still like a... I'll give my blueberry rating later. I still think yeah. It's very good. But compared to the other ones, it's not as good. But, wow, um, just to see the Easter eggs and to have the confirmation of the shared universe, for me, yeah. was a great <clears throat> moment.
0: Yep, that makes sense. Loose?
1: Yeah, I didn't love this episode, I have to say. <laughs> I think I, I started off and I enjoyed it, but as it went on, particularly the ending... I mean, some of the storylines in it, like if you're you're comatose wife, like why would you implant her in your brain? Right. It doesn't make any sense that you would do that. It doesn't make any sense that you would well... do that. No, no one can ex- can try and explain that to me. That it makes sense that you would get your critical wife put into your brain. Obviously, she's not going to want you have to have sex with the hottie next door. Like, yeah, it's it. That was ridiculous. The doctor story was a bit better, and then the last story, I just felt I it was clumsy a lot of it and i kind of agree with lenny it was good i enjoyed it but i didn't actually think it was very good in the same like breath
0: yeah so uh straight off the bat uh, when talking about this episode um you cannot ignore the connection yes. to fucking carl pilkington <laughs>
1: yeah. because oh my god it, I, oh my god
0: so but he
1: wrote it he he came up with the idea
0: he so he came up with with Two of the two, stories. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ten
0: years ago. Yeah, so uh, so I watched it, and uh, when they were doing the doctor thing, uh, so okay, so uh, spoiler warning, uh, yeah. but you got a doctor that now has a device that he can feel what, the, the pain yeah. of the patient rather than that's Carl, isn't it? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, so he's like, you know, it'd be a good idea if if a doctor could rather than someone go, oh yeah, I've had a cough, a bit of a cough for years, and suddenly they're dead. And it's like, well, oh, you know what his wife's going to be like? His wife's going to be like, oh, he had that for years. It was nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like, he came up with this concept that if a doctor could feel your pain, he'd be able to just turn around and go, this is what you got. Yeah, um, and at the time we all so, laughed at it. Yeah, yeah. We all and, laughed at and, it. And when I was watching the episode, I thought, fucking hell, that's... Carl Pilkington come up with that. And, and fucking... I, Honestly, John, I, I've <laughs> not actually realised this,
3: so this is really interesting Yeah, but,
0: so I watched that and I was like, that is mental that they would pick one of his ideas, but whatever. And then the second story is fucking Carl Pilkington's movie pitch. Is it? And I was like, what is this? Yeah,
1: that's why I, I thought it was I literally, at that point, that I was like, things.
0: is this a Carl Pilkington episode? So I paused it and like looked through IMDb to see... like, like Credits? It, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's there was exactly nothing. what I thought. It, it was exactly literally exactly what I thought. So, so Carl Brooklyn Pilkington
0: Podcast. comes up with a, a film idea... He comes up with two, but what, but one of the films that he comes up with is that um, I think he says like Clive Owen is like who he casts in you know? it, uh, or he calls him yes Clive, he does call Clive calls Owen, calls him Clive Warren or That's something. So but, um, it's so good. Yeah, so he uh, I think it's that one, like because he pitches two films, but but one of the films that he pitches is uh, you got a guy and a girl uh, bus comes dead. That's the beginning of the movie. And you're watching it and you're like, oh, what's going on here? He's he's uh he's lost his wife, or he's he's dead, or his wife's still alive, whatever. Um and he's like, Morgan Freeman's a doctor. And Morgan Freeman goes, uh, we're just working on this on this thing, like. Uh and he goes, um, just working on this thing. Um, you know, obviously, in a very Carl Pilkinson way, he goes, you know, obviously, uh, you only use half your brain. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously Gervais is pissing himself. He's so, pissing himself. Yeah, it doesn't really, Good it doesn't work like that. But, um, And he goes, oh, what we'll do, we'll just give you the other half of the brain of, uh, uh, of your, yeah, if you're dead, um, husband or wife, whatever it is. Um, so that's it. And then uh, the whole film is this one. Uh, again, I can't remember if it's the wife or the husband. I think it's the wife. Mm. Um, in fact, it is the wife. Because what happens is the wife ends up. Um, I mean, it, it differs from there in that the the guy side of the brain ends up falling in love with another woman. So the end of the film is just lesbians. But um, <laughs> but I watched it and I was like, this is mental. That this fucking story. Uh, sorry, not not just that, but the other one. Yeah. You've got two Carl Pilkinson pitches for stories that have just made it into. The last episode of fucking Black Mirror, I was like, "This is mental." I couldn't believe it. So
3: maybe Charlie Brooker listened to the Gervais podcast, absolutely, and yeah. and, and and sort of his rift on these themes. Like, uh, it's a shame they didn't get a credit, though.
1: Mm. I think he needs a credit. He needs that. a credit.
3: I mean, that's amazing because
1: that's exactly what I thought. I love that podcast, <laughs> and
3: guys, if you haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to it. It's yeah. the funniest thing yeah, in the world. Yeah. You'll go to work. Other than us. You'll be on the way to work. You'll be pissing yourself. People look at you going, "What the fuck are they laughing at?" But yeah, they'll know deep down. So. I mean they
2: are definitely funnier than us but my point being um, or the point I want to make I, fucking, <laughs> yeah. I love this episode one, yeah. um, and I think that the reason I love this episode so much is because it A these easter eggs are just they're beautiful they're so well done um, but it's so mixed and fucked up but also really it really focuses on human revenge and I don't think I think it takes quite a while for you to realize that that is Honestly, the, the focus of this, this Yeah, episode. I I am um, it just it's fucking stunning. I was it's sidelined really well by
3: it. Done. I was sidelined by it and I'm usually quite good on that sort of thing. Would you quickly like a list of the Easter eggs in this episode? Yeah, go yeah. For oh, it. I
2: really would because I have three I have some
1: but so
3: so, three so here are the confirmed Easter eggs from all of Black Mirror that are in this museum, Rolo Green. Rolo Haynes's Black Museum. I have, I have some, but
1: I not
3: So the most obvious one that we see straight away is the DNA scanner from the USS Callister yep. at the start with yes. the lollipop Saw so that. We understand. Lollipop. We also have the Archangel tablet in a casing, which I believe
2: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is the actual tablet that, that yeah. she. Yeah, well, it the, the one she space in. Yeah.
3: You also have a robot honeybee for most hated in the nation. Yeah, there's the one, there's one before three. this, though. There is. There's loads, mate. Oh, there's so like, button. you've
0: got well, like White Bear. So yeah, you've, got,
3: you've got the masked man yeah, from White Bear. You've got the mask that the man wears from White Bear, which is famously like where the woman's reliving her crimes in season in yeah, season yeah, two, yeah. being socially media shamed every yeah. day in this weird fucked up theme park yeah, from Sugar Rush. You have the bathtub from Crocodile where she murders the husband of Shazia with bloodstains still on it.
2: Right in the middle of the museum, you see it a lot, don't you?
3: And you also have, probably the most uh, important one, you have Carlton Bloom hanging in a case. And Carlton Bloom is the artist who orchestrates the first episode of Black Mirror ever. With the prime minister fucking the pig by cap, cap, uh, uh, yeah. kidnapping the princess. That's awesome. Do you also so see you have him hanging in the, the
1: husband in the second story where he puts his wife into his head. is reading fifteen million merits. Com- yes, comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes,
0: yeah.
3: Which is an amazing thing that leads us now to the conclusion that the majority of what you see or have seen, with the exclusion of certain stories, yeah. probably like for example, metalhead, for example, because mm. it's probably in the future, perhaps or yeah. or. <clears throat> Or, or hasn't happened, or is in a different universes, didn't. but we ha- we we now know that it's in a shared universe, which is amazing. It's an amazing thing to find out because I'm a massive like geek and nerd with that sort of stuff. And everyone always, <coughs> you know, says, "What if these things are all happening in the same place and they all take take on different aspects from each, each other?" And that's amazing. You also get mentions of San Junipero um, yep. in Saint the episode. June, Saint, Saint Jupiter. Saint, Jupiter. Saint, Talks Saint, about Saint that. Jupiter. You get you get a mention of that from Rollo Haynes and saying how they they perfected that technology and took it yeah, to a new yeah, level yeah. with the cookies.
2: But not only that, he worked in the San Juniper Hospital.
3: Yeah, which um,
2: and she mentions then about you know old people going to going that to place. the cloud. Yes, fucking brilliant.
3: And that is just brilliant. Um, and once again, the theme of cookies, which is really brought to a head. I think it's been like a three series sort of development from that Christmas episode. Uh, was it called White Christmas yeah. in yeah. season two? Best episode, Be- one of the best episodes for sure. Yes. Mm. Um, where it it really comes to a head in this, where you get the the payoff with the tortured person being microized into a split second, but reliving that pain over and over again. Yeah, uh, is horrendous. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I think it's really Charlie Brooker's way of saying, like, look, you know. These, these I don't know we, we, we have a debate on this and we don't necessarily agree but I think that it's saying that these whether you believe they have a soul or whether you believe they are individuals or just artificial intelligence they feel pain and they feel things, yeah. and and that pain for some people is a turn on and a, and a thrill, and for others is disturbing. <laughs> no, it is. And for when others, you say some people. Do you show? mean you? And for others is a disturbing, fucked up, fucking disgusting thing that's going on, and mm. and it's 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 really poignant. Um, so to bring that whole cookie arc to to a close is really important. Mm. But I'm interested to see what you guys think about the the finality of the, <clears throat> the finality of the episode and what you think about the the, the the cookie concept.
2: So what I really loved about Black Museum is mm. that um no one had spoken about it before I watched it. And I was a bit late coming to Black Mirror in general, but especially season four, I think a lot of people binged it quicker than I did. Mm. And nobody mentioned this episode. So when I watched it for the first like fifteen minutes I was like, I don't really know what's going on here. And then it kicked off into these kind of two stories that were obviously related. And when we hit the ending Aside from all of the beautiful little little Easter eggs and having watched seasons two to four in the space of a fortnight, Mm. they were really fresh in my mind. So that was really, really cool for me. Um, The kind of finale experience of seeing somebody who was just a nobody in reality take control and take revenge on someone who was bastardising and mutilating technology for their own benefit and their own financial gain was fucking beautiful. And I thought it was an amazing way to round off season four. Absolutely fucking stunning.
0: Well, Before I watched it, there were quite a lot of people saying it was the worst of the season. No way. Uh, no way. No way. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just saying. Um, that was my life, man. You're wrong. Um, Fuck you, man. Um, but yeah, there were quite a lot of people saying it was the worst of the season. I guess... There are parts of it that... Uh, we've spoken about this before. Um, the, the idea of, of fan service. Uh, it can be quite like detrimental uh, when you overdo it. Is there... Is there a school of thought that this episode is too um, fan surfacey In the mini-stories um, and in the museum... Uh, to the point where it's like well this isn't this doesn't even qualify as an episode now it's just a roundup of the season
3: it's good to see that there's a museum which houses all these technological atrocities atrocities that pe- humans are still enduring yep. they're still thriving they're still you know coming to the museum and laughing about how these technological stupid things went awry so it's a nice positive outlook on the fact that we've actually overcome technology in some respects but at the same time, there are still people, Rolo Haynes, using technology to humans' detriment. And that is where The Revenge Element comes into it. It's kitsch. It's not as dark and as poignant as some of the other ones. You know, especially the pain I... story is stupid. Like, it's, you watch it, it's very, like, comedy horror. Far, it's yeah. horror comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, That's what I like to say about it. This is a B-movie episode. Mm. And if you take it as that, it is brilliant. And that's what yeah. I'm taking it as.
2: But I do think that um, one of the things about Black Museum but, but also Black Mirror as a whole is that in the episode of Black Museum some of it does become a bit too kind of I want to say almost gauche but that's not really quite what I mean it, it is a bit gauche. Yeah it's a bit gauche it's a bit too extreme, it seems Gosh. unbelievable but the whole point of Black Mirror is what's terrifying about it for me personally is that all of these things are possible of technology right now in 2018, is put in the hands of the wrong people.
0: I like the concept of uh, so a technology that would be so useful, um, but us as a, uh, as a as a race, as the human race, not white people, but as a human race, we can't handle something like that, and we will inevitably. It Fuck up. it up, yeah.
2: Yeah, regardless of the way j blogs on the And and that or and or, uh, um,
0: like that's like the anyway. Black Mirror theme of of technology anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, technology is is an enhancer. Uh, Black Mirror is a snapshot of how badly it can go. What's that little bear say? The monkey loves you. The monkey needs a hug.
3: That's There's fucking.
0: That's fucking depressing. Um, so depressing. When when
3: the concerned. consciousness got transferred from his fifty percent of his brain. Which is mental to yes, uh, Rick, to yes. the monkey, and they said, and Rolo Haynes was like, she can even communicate with. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, what's this gonna be? And then, <laughs> then, 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 they 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 see see it. I was just like, oh my god, this is however, fucked up.
2: However, the use of the monkey at the end was fucking.
3: beautiful. Oh, honestly, that Sit was one the of monkey
2: the, in front of Nish,
3: and that's, Char- that's Charlie Brooker at his best, right Stunning. there, because. Because when the, the new girlfriend of the husband takes the monkey outside and says, I can fucking delete you. You've got to fucking play ball. I'm going to fucking end you right now. And then there's a pause and they say, say, fucking monkey loves you. If, uh, if it's, if it's he's the, right. Well, it's the it girlfriend, isn't it? Yeah. And say, yeah. And yeah. Says, monkey loves you. I was pissing myself at that, yeah. even though it's horrendous. Yeah. And At the end of the episode, after Nish has taken her revenge and freed her father from the agony of living over this cookie nightmare for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> Um, then she carries the monkey outside and put puts put, after killing Rolo Haynes and torturing him to an eternity of one second electrocution Yeah. Um. just the fact that where it goes
0: the monkey loves
3: you <laughs> <like> that, <laughs> in the car yeah. I was well just done. sitting there, I was sitting there. Yeah. and then there's a second payoff where you find out that her mother who died yeah, yeah. is also, also in, in her, her head yeah, yeah. and it was excellent in that respect it really brought all of the themes to a close
0: Mm. Season four, definitely didn't see seven it thumbs up. Let's blueberry it up. So uh, we'll start with you, Luce.
1: I'll give it a three out of five. Cool, Len.
3: I think this is a good episode, um, and just because it's like my favourite sort of movie, Twilight zone thing, I'm <coughs> gonna so we'll give it a four out of five. Uh, especially for the way it used uh, "Monkey Loves You," "Monkey Needs a Hug," which uh,
0: is brilliant. Uh, very generous marks all round from you.
3: Day. I'm loving the season I have to say I'll say it right now it's the best season that Black has ever done it's the most consistent apart from Archangel cool and
2: Monkey Loves You 5 Blueberries out of five. All right.
3: 5 5 out of 5 5 for Black Museum that's unheard of that's not even on the fucking forums anyway that's, no, that's never been heard of you it's not on the forums
0: <laughs> all forums uh, I'm going to go 3 out of 5 again yeah, um, yeah. I like well don't do it like that that's creepy I- isn't it uh it was so White Christmas uh is an episode that is very similar in that it has yes. little stories. Yes. Yeah, that's a five out of five. To weave, that's weave. how it's that's how it's done. And I think um this probably needed another twenty, thirty minutes. So that was season four. Uh some laughter. Ha ha ha. Some tears. Eh. <sighs> That's tears. That's not coming. Uh, well, actually, let's blueberry the whole series. Okay. Can we do it out of ten bananas? Yeah, let's do it out of bananas. Ten bananas. Blueberries doesn't go beyond let's, five. Let's rate it out of ten uh, bananas. You can do half a banana as well in this oh, system. Wow. So uh So, right. So, Emma?
2: Eight and a half bananas out of ten. Okay. The season four.
0: Fair enough.
1: I liked three and I didn't really like the other three. So what would that be? like? No, well, I mean, like it's your own and brain, and isn't it? Five and a half
0: bananas. Five and a half. Well, I
1: don't know. Like, what? How, how are we doing this? Out of ten. I like. Lo- I really liked USS Caster, Hang the DJ, and
2: Metalhead. You have to give the series an overall like. Out What's of 10, the series? I would
1: you- I'd give it seven out of ten. I think. Seven. I think that it was seven bananas out of yeah. ten. Yes,
3: seven bananas. There was, seven bananas there were some out of 10. errors,
1: but it was generally a good show.
3: Nine and a half bananas. Out that out is 10. mental. I have to say, the only flaw of the whole season, which is a sixth of it, is Archangel. And I still to this day say. And Crocodile. I still, no, Crocodile's brilliant. I still to this day say that Archangel's a good concept, poorly executed, but as an episode of television, compared to some of the shit I have to watch for this podcast, is excellent. Maybe I'm just diluted from The Walking Dead, absolute joke. But oh, I'm just saying... Bread.
2: You have had to watch that for a You are orange you squash. squash.
3: I'm just saying, nine, nine to nine and a half bananas out, out of ten for me. Pick one. Nine and a half bananas out of ten. Yeah. I, I loved know. it. Absolutely loved it.
0: Um, I'm going to go... I don't like half. Certainly don't like half a banana. If I'm going to have a banana, have the whole thing.
3: Yeah, apart from the end. Don't eat the end.
0: No, I eat that mm. as well. Potassium. Jesus. Uh, I'm going to go... Yeah, that is true, yeah. If I can eat it after yeah. this. Uh, I'm going to go eight bananas out of ten. That's a good score. Yeah. I mean, look, its uh, I don't think it's on par with... Well, certainly not on par with season one. I mean, that is incredible. Who is brave enough to step up with their favourite episode? Me. Emma, straight off the bat.
2: Uh, White Christmas. And I know I'm nicking it off John as well. I and mean, me. Fuck so me. That episode blew my mind. Mm. And I can't forget it. I can't forget the implications of all of that episode. The humanity mm. of it. The heartbreak. The shock, the surprise, it, by far a 10 out of 10 bananas for me, or a 5 out of 5 blueberries.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, if it's a maximum score, it doesn't matter if it's blueberries or bananas. The is new it? the new rule in this is that if someone else has named an episode, you have to name a different episode. That's okay? really unfair. Yeah, well, that's well—that's how it rolls to lose in bitches. the banana world. Yeah. Lenny, go for it. Uh I'm going to
3: be uh, just following what our Instagram followers have been saying and like social media has been clamoring for. And I'm also clamoring for. Don't think I have, but... Um San Junipero.
1: Ooh.
3: Right, I'll just. Dive so, in mm, so. Lesbians! So, San Junipero. Um, obviously, yes, John, lesbians. I know you like them. Um, oh, normally
0: I do, but I I don't think this is a. I wouldn't give this a five blueberries or ten bananas. No.
3: Well, it deserves that. Well, it's the only episode of Black Mirror that's won serious recognition at major awards. All 50 caps, Globe, Go- Globe, Globe and Globes. Golden Globes and the Emmys. Um, so, what is that, funny? Mental. Yeah, it's funny. It? So Golden Globes are the, enemy, uh, the Emmys. It's, it's, it's one of the awards. Um, the, the, the soundtrack is amazing. The acting is amazing. The concept, I think, and the use of technology in that is hopeful. And to be mm. honest with you, the most, some of the most... My, my favourite episodes of Black from. Mirror right. are hopeful episodes.
0: The correct answer is um, uh, an entire history of you. Great episode. I think that is... Um, I'm only kidding. You can name whatever you want. Um, that is an episode that... Uh, season right, one? Uh, yeah, so season one. Uh, what's his face from Rock and Roller? He is Toby brilliant. Kibble. Yep, there I'm you go. So Toby Kibble. So he sounds like some sort of dog smack.
1: It's kebble, not kibble.
0: No, kibble. <laughs> um, But uh, I, I, like, I watched that episode and I just felt uncomfortable watching it. Yes. Um, for, Yeah, like that the piss poor interview that he has or the job interview that he has and the fact that he just rewinds it over and over again and then, oh man, when he's like looking at the memories of his wife and his wife sleeping with someone else the realisation that he's His kid's not his kid, and it's just like fucking hell. This is mental. You go off the rails, man. Yes, and I just Mm. literally watched it and felt sick watching it. Yeah, Uh, it was horrendous. But But that for me is like any anything that will invoke an emotion like that. Yeah, and when you think about the episode, you still feel that emotion. That to me is like it excellent.
3: It it shows humanity at its. Weakest because we do overanalyze. We overanalyze everything that we do. Like honestly, like you'll literally wake up the next morning if you've had a couple of drinks, and you'll be like, "You've got the fear. You don't know what you did." Yeah. Then you can look at it all back and go, "Fucking hell, what the fuck was I doing last yeah. night?" Some or, of it would be great. Some of it would be hilarious and yeah. it'd be comedy. But you know, well, the dark side of, of the dark side of humans are the fact that we we will always judge ourselves. We yeah. Judge everything that we do. We're always looking to improve. We don't want to make a tit out of ourselves. Most people, anyway. So that episode definitely highlights one of the biggest weaknesses we have. Last least,
0: Lucy.
1: For me, Black Mirror, White Christmas is the ultimate episode because it touches on not only human emotion, but the fear of technology and where it could lead.
0: Um, well, that's it. That's us done. Uh, it's been emotional. It's very emotional. We've had and a debatable. few drinks. <laughs> very few. Very
3: We've evolved. had a few
0: drinks. Ignore the slurring. Yes, yeah,
3: sorry about that. Um,
0: we all are in a way. Yeah, Kind.
3: lots of beers. Too many beers. <laughs> yeah,
0: we all laugh. Some um, of us more... Uh...
3: What season? What season television? <laughs> really good.
2: Amazing season.
3: Yeah, we, we've missed it. Like we, we haven't been covering anything this good since Stranger Things, really. Yeah, so absolutely. it's That's really progress. nice to mm. have the opportunity to do it. Um, <laughs> mm. And I hope you guys liked it. And we will be returning a lot, as John is going to explain, later this year.
0: Uh, in the next couple of weeks, months, years, we are going to be covering... Well,
3: we're going to do Black
0: Panther...
2: We're going to be covering my favourite novel, uh, Ready Player One, on the big screen.
1: We'll be doing Infinity War, Avengers. We're
3: also going to be covering, unfortunately, the last half of uh, Walking Dead Season 8. But hey, guys, listen, if you don't enjoy the show, just listen to us because we have a fucking great time with it. We get pissed and talk about how terrible it is and sometimes can surprise us when it's
0: good. But uh, just join us for that. It'll be fun.
2: And I host it, so it's great.
0: And we're also going to be doing Westworld, which I'll host as well. Please follow us on our Instagram, which is... Fan underscore critical. And our Twitter, which is...
1: Fan critical
0: pod. Sorted. And iTunes as well, because we, yeah. we need to start making some money from this, to be honest. Yeah, we're not making money yet, so people could start like just giving us money. That'd be
3: really we're
2: good. we also on all other major podcast apps, and if you feel like leaving us a review, we'd love that. Good, bad, or just medium. Yes. I mean,
1: five star minimum thanks for listening
0: Uh thanks to Len cheers guys thanks to Luce thank you to Emma
2: Latest Potatoes
0: Ugh. and obviously myself see you later
2: the monkey needs a hug when there is
1: always something there to remind me always something there to remind me a part of me.